Buns. Welcome to Brain Candy Podcast, episode 662. I'm Susie Meister. Sarah Rice. I noticed um, when I'm prepping for things we got wrong, you know, and I have to listen to old Brain Candies, like we did that every time for a while. Eli couldn't believe that we had a theme song when I sang it to him in the car. <laughs> you want to launch it? I sure do. <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome once again to the Brain Candy Podcast. It's the best kind of podcast because it's my kind of podcast and it's your kind of podcast and it's our kind of podcast. So it's time for the podcast. So let's get the podcast right now. Right now. I think I get, I, I never know how many. You could do as many as you I'm want. That's you could do as many. About that's, that's, it's kind of like the birthday song. How, you know, it's like the annoying <laughs> part when they like. And Scooby-Doo on Channel 2. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's kind of what we did. Your kind of podcast, my kind of podcast, our kind of podcast, their kind of podcast. Yeah, that was like our unofficial theme song for quite a while. Yeah. Quite like we all sang it. You like could not believe that everybody sang it in unison at our meetup. And I was like, yeah, they knew oh, it better wow. than I did. Oh, that's so true. Remember I that? forgot about that special yeah. moment. Yeah. I could go for another karaoke meetup one day. Oh that was good yeah. times, great oldies. So good. How the hell are you now I'm that doing it's real well. November? It, did you see that Eli and I had a basic bitch weekend? Oh, yes. And we decided to make it. We're like, let's just lean in. I told I'd never have like a pumpkin spice latte, really. How was and it? So. Well, here's the thing. It's like we still did like the fucking hipster version of it because we went to a place to pick up some coffee beans. Uh, and because Eli's like one of those, like, you know, we got to like weigh out the beans and this waters at this temperature. Oh I love it because I enjoy a good cup, a cup of Joe. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm like, $30 for fucking beans? Jeezy, crazy. Holy what do they heck. do? I know, it's insane. Um, but they had a. Sweet potato pie la- spice latte. So I had that, that, which was not as sweet. It great. was delicious. But we got the, the the most fun part about this is we decided to like get dressed up for it and wear the most uh, – um, like my name might be like Mackenzie – or, but like spelled different and I definitely have like knee-high boots on and everything matches and hat and like – I thought you, you know, were nice, going to go to a pumpkin. It is really cute. Yeah, but I don't but know why you said you were going to get different rid- than what like normal look. authentic Sarah is. Oh, did like, you feel like you were in costume? Totally. And I couldn't stop giggling. And I was like, people are going to think that I really like like in the night before I was wearing like a mesh top with a black bra underneath and black oh. lipstick. Okay. And that and was your real so outfit. Oh, yeah. That was a true, like, what you wanted to wear. Yeah. I cannot imagine. There would never be a day in my life where I'd be like, you know what I feel like today? Black lipstick. It was. It's more of like a dark maroon. <laughs> it's a is it red. the one in all your pictures? Because that's yeah. black. That is black. <laughs> that is black lipstick. And it looks fantastic on you. It would look truly. No, like you I, don't know. You don't have to take it for a ride. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's magical, the black lipstick. Okay, Power pack it to, in Chicago. I'll give it a whirl. Yes. I'll give it That'll a little fun. late night drunken lipstick. Yes. 
You'll see. There's like magical powers to the black lipstick. Is it matte yes. though? I hate that stuff. No. No. Oh, okay. The one I have isn't because I don't like that stuff either. Yeah. I get panicked about it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm buried alive when I wear that like Cause It does feel stuff. like your lips are stuck in like a little makeup cage. Like a little, yes. Yeah. Well, it's speaking so true. of speaking of which, when uh, when I went to this like haunted house thing that I went to the other weekend, one of the the things that they offered for five dollars or seven dollars or whatever was buried alive simulator. Shut up! I thought about you. How are they simulating that? That's what I was wondering. I. I I said, I said to Eli, do you think it's one of those, like, what are those machine calls he, called that you get into? He goes, simulators. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that is what it probably is. It's like one of those, like, electric, you know, you get into, it's, uh, um, they have them, like, car racing or, or oh, motion virtual simulators. Virtual reality, kind of? Yeah, kind of like that, but more like you're in a car or something. It's like what they do at Universal Studios or... It's like mm-hmm. called like a motion simulator or something oh, okay. like that. Maybe. I, bet it, I would imagine something like that. And I was like, nah, hard pass. Already did that. Yeah, you IRL. need to simulate it. You right. lived it. I'm like, here's what it feels like. Terrifying. There you go. Even for you and you don't have that phobia. Right. I guess everyone has it. You're, it's you're, totally unnatural. Your body is supposed to panic in that situation. Yes. Uh, but it, it's weird if you don't have a very natural physio. This is the funny thing is like, yeah, we, fears are sometimes there for we reason. don't like things that we experience, but we can't get rid of them. And trust me, like getting rid of them doesn't do anything. Like, you mean like fears? Yeah, like it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. I wish I didn't feel like this. Well, what's what's not feeling like that? Like not having a fear response? That would mean you would be very dangerous. Or like, we need that. Yeah, right. Important. Like remember These when I human feelings. When I was um I took clonopin for some years when I had for restless leg syndrome. Mm-hmm. And the side effects were like um swear to god, this is literally what it said. <laughs> Compulsive gambling. <laughs> And high-risk sexual behavior. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's Increased. essentially yeah. that thing that they it like decreases whatever that thing is that makes you assesses risk. That yeah. is spooky. <laughs> and so, you know what you're saying is right. Like fears are there for a reason. Yes, it's a reason and you're when they're not of there. Heights. They're like warning, warning. Yeah, right. Nightmare. Watch out. <laughs> Um, did you see anyone going in that simulation? No. Uh, Can't see it being a real popular attraction. No. I didn't see that. Yeah, I can't but imagine. One of the scariest things they had in this entire, like, haunted maze thing Yeah. that I did not see coming. I was expecting everybody, like, popping out and all those guys. They had a floor that felt like quicksand when you stepped on it. No. I did not see it coming. I stepped on it and like, you're like looking around you thinking people are going to jump out. So you're like, your vision is up. Yeah. And then I step in this thing that's really, it it felt, it's almost like if they took like silicone and then molded it into little lumps 
and then put it over. I don't know. It, it, it felt like you could, if you stood there for long enough, be sucked into this. It was just the right amount of squishy. to t- Or just felt like that in my mind. I don't fucking know. It was Were you really... a little bit high? No. Oh. <laughs> mm. Just wait she has to think about it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Maybe that no, I was a, the- and I'm probably, I was probably like a little bit tips. I was coming from the metal tiki bar that I went to. Sarah's life is so I know different from listen mine. to be say. to be childless in your in your late thirties. You have a lot of free time on the weekends. That Honestly, I understand other people don't have. When I, I saw like, you like, posting the basic bitch thing, and you guys were at brunch, and that guy had the matching shirt to Eli, and I'm like, it was Saturday, like late morning, and it was clear you guys were like either about to start drinking or had already started drinking and i was like wow we have very different lives yeah we were it's, about to like weekends are very different yeah, very and, went to the theater of the mind and yours is better just so yeah. we're clear well, that is the correct option that yes. you chose there will be no one there to take care of me when i'm elderly yeah but- because but lincoln will you know what i mean like because we're going to be together. Oh, this is great. Yes. Yeah. Like See? your Sarah. Aunt Sarah does. Yes. Right. Okay. First topic is, did you sign up for Masterclass yet? Oh, no, I didn't. It's time. It's time. What? I love this. I, lo- <laughs> I love it. Sarah's role playing right now. She's playing the role of a brainiac because Masterclass is awesome. And if you have not signed up, you are missing out. I love it so much. Actually, as I mentioned, my favorite um, one is David Sedaris. But after this, I'm going to rant about him because I have a bone to pick with him. However, he's a phenomenal writer and I love hearing how he comes up with and the process by which he creates his essays and books. But Masterclass has a gazillion experts like proper, proper experts yes. that teach Actual you experts. how to sing, how to play an instrument, how to make a Survive movie. in the wild. Survive in the wild. Yes. I mean, it is so fun. And it's that idea of like lifelong learner, which every brainiac is. I Hello. know this. And, you know, you can just do it at your leisure. Like you can just watch them whenever you want for um, for a fun time. It's such a great gift. It is gifting season. So now's the time to start thinking about what you want to get for people. This is a great gift. My I brother got this for me it. one year. It was my favorite. It's a great It's a great thing yeah. to give to people. Um, Who needs more stuff? I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every class that they offer. Um, as a Brain Candy listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash candy now. That's masterclass.com slash candy for 15% off Masterclass. If you guys get it, let me know because I want to talk to you about your favorites because there's so many good uh, ones that I'm like wanting tips. Like, what do you guys recommend? What do you like? Because I'm just going to watch them all. Um, Okay. Yeah. My bone to pick with David Sedaris is that he, even though he is a gay man, he is also a boomer and he boomered it up real bad. Oh goodness. He did this video. I forget what it was for. Maybe Vice or Vulture or something, but he was, I think he was kind of being tongue in cheek, but his, 
his point was sincere, which was that he decided he's going to identify as um, heterosexual because he's sick of like the, the culture like evolving and words changing. So like when he first came out, he was a homosexual. Then he had to be gay. Then, um, I think there was a third one and now he's like, and now you, now you guys want me to say I'm queer. Why? Why do I have to say that? Well, it's like, David, you, you don't actually. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. And these are more like nuanced terms that allow people to further identify themselves. Not all for you. Right. David, it's, it's not about you. If you want to be called a homosexual or gay or queer, all fine. But this thing where you want to be a heterosexual just because you're fucking pissed that you have to learn a new word or understand the nuance of language. When you're a goddamn writer, you don't understand how language changes and evolves. Right. I was going to say that. I was like, he's like of anybody. Come on. I understand also that like he's a humorist and his identity has been wrapped up in this sort of like contrarian thing, which is part of why I love him. Like he's always like cranky. And I get the joke. I do, David. But what you've done is become a stereotype of what happens to old people, where they're like sick of learning and sick of changing and evolving. And so they're like, that's enough, everyone. I'm sick of it. So we all have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's an externalizing of a, a exhaustion about like, I don't know, fighting for to even gain that ability to have that identity or say those things. I think there's just like, uh, I'm tired of having to do this. And instead of, of that, I don't know, be something that he experiences himself. He just like projects it out and it's like, it's, well, the, it's this, all this stuff's fault. And part of why he doesn't experience it himself is because he is shielded from so much because he is wealthy and, yeah. um, you know, is able to work in his own shed, which is what he does. He writes at home in his own shed and goes and picks up garbage all day. That's his whole thing. And it's literally, he goes, picks up garbage on the side of the road. And it's just like, you can isolate yourself so much that you really do lose touch with like, yes, you know, life and culture and people and, and, and suffering. Mm Mm-hmm. Believe me, as a recluse, I can attest to this. You have to really be intentional about not becoming a weirdo. Yeah, he is definitely uh, uh, walking the line. But yeah, I love it, and like you know, I, I I don't like what he says about that, but yeah, I so, do love that kind of like you know, Larry David style. Everything yeah. annoys me. Yeah, we love that. You also have to. I, I think it's it's especially frustrating when it's like a the next step or the the continuation in the evolution of like the rights of. I mean, all people, but people that he identifies with like well and gay. at this moment is that the hill you want to die on really like, 
that you, you're mad about the yeah, word queer? It's like just up to right here is like change enough. Like that, just up to where it benefited you and then no more. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is annoying. Yeah. I would be more into it if he was like, I don't get it. Because that's what I tend to do. Like when I get worked yeah. up, I'm like, I don't get it. And then I kind of want someone to be like, here's what it's all about. Yeah. But he isn't doing that. He's saying like, so I'm going to be heterosexual. How do you like that? How do you like yeah. me now? And I'm like, I don't like you now, David. Stop it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, last, a couple nights ago, I watched the Brainiac recommended um, dog grooming, competitive dog grooming documentary. Tell me everything. Well, um, so these people compete. Um, it's I think it's entirely poodles, and <laughs> and um, they like dye their hair and then they create things in the hair. Like it's not just like silly, colorful nonsense. Oh, this is like hair show meets dog show. <laughs> yeah. Do they do themes at the hair show? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's like create big, like uh, like um, like avant garde, like sculptures out of hair mm-hmm. it's like that and it's like themed so it it could be a movie like harry potter or jurassic park or something harry and then you potter. like you <laughs> no pun intended harry potter good one and um you know like they carve it out and, and it would be jurassic it. bark obviously they did that they did it okay good yeah they good. did like, do, do jurassic not tell bark. me they the, these guys wasted a pun like that <laughs> no they love a pun as you would imagine Come on. people that right. carve into dog hair love puns um it's, so, it's great it's on hbo and there's it's just what it sounds like but here's what i was struck by when i was watching it do you remember when i watched the michael jordan series mm-hmm. the last dance yeah and afterwards you wanted a jersey <laughs> that part i don't remember yeah you're like i get it i get why people have michael jordan jerseys. you're kidding like, me i'm gonna have yeah. to find that clip you watched maybe it was something about like the dream team or something you watched some basketball documentary and you were like i get it i want a jersey now i want one I remember and i was like saying- oh michael jordan jerseys kind of like you're like i want an ori- like we talked about this. Wow. This yeah. I have no memory of that. I do remember saying after I watched it that it changed my life, which turns out that's not true. But uh, my life is exactly the same as it was before I watched The Last Dance. But I, rem- I remember what I loved about that series is that there you can't watch it and not walk away thinking like, wow, Michael Jordan is excellent and I love excellence. I get very excited when someone's very good at what they do whatever that is. And I had the same feeling about this competitive dog grooming. That We're like, respect. Yeah. There, there was this moment where I'm like, holy heck, they are good. Well, I could imagine. You I know how hard it is? Anybody who's tried to just trim their dog's toenails. <gasps> right. Please. Right. I gladly like, hand over all grooming responsibilities to the professionals. Yes. I was so struck by the artistry and <laughs> truly this i know it's funny do you have a favorite that you could describe for us in vivid detail please um it's more it wasn't so much well they were all great so there wasn't one that stuck She's out like, how can i pick yeah <laughs> what struck me was like the thoughtfulness that they <laughs> that they presented about like 
their vision, what they wanted to do, mm. the creativity, which I do not have. Like, so I couldn't, I was just like, wow, I would Damn. never be able to come up with what they just made. And, um, and it's nice when people are so committed and it is that thing we talked about last time about community, you mm-hmm. know, like these people all like kind of cheer each other on and think like they respect each other's artwork is so cute. It really Susie's is. Susie's beaming for those of you who do not have the video version of this. Part of it is that I know that it's funny. And so, like, I do enjoy, like, the weirdness of being, I like, imagine I that things. these are quirky characters that, like, they may have, they might be the vest-wearing type. <laughs> Would that be an accurate description? I think they probably have some vests, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This feels like the vest-wearing crowd. And they real it's really important to them. And my gosh. And I don't mean like down puffer, guys. I'm Mm-mm. talking something that could also like a magician may wear. <laughs> yeah, they're quirky, all right. They it's may great. match like the band. You should watch it though, because it is fun. I will. It is fun to just see how and I don't know how they get the dogs to cooperate like they do, but I swear there are certain dogs and certain breeds. That love that shit. That f- that that are designed to like sit and be pretty. And yeah. I feel like poodles are are kind of. They have a real patience. They they do. They just <laughs> you know my my dog is n- not anywhere near a poodle, but man does Bo like to pose for photos. It well, I think it's about thing. brains because poodles are very smart and and they probably recognize oh. Oh, that's probably it. They yeah. probably recognize the emotional response of the owner and know that that makes the owner happy and feel good. So do more of that. Yeah. They're committed. Yeah. They're in it together. Yeah. It's a real team effort. Yeah. Want to hear some old gossip? Yeah. Old gossip with Susie. Old celebrity stories. Classic drama at its best. No need to wait for entertainment updates. This is gossip from the vintage press. We have the whole story. Let's take a look at those facts. Addicted to drama and you just can't stop it. Well, you better listen to old gossip. Okay, this one I think is going to be a fun one for Sarah because there's a connection to her particular fandom. Um, Are you familiar with Jane Mansfield, the siren, big busted, uh, blonde bombshell from like the early days of cinema? Yeah, the name does ring a bell. You remember that famous picture of that woman, the blonde woman with her bust like falling out of her dress and Sophia Loren or one of them was like... Yes. Like side-eyeing her? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So she was like Anna Nicole Smith or or Kim Kardashian before then. And she was just like an exhibitionist and like tits everywhere, whatevs. But allegedly she had a genius IQ and uh, real smarty pants, apparently. Um, But what, what I wanted to share today is, first of all, she's Mariska Hargitay's mom. What? Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Dang. Dun dun. That was for you. That was special law and order. Good job, Sue. Thank you. (laughs) And unfortunately, Jane Mansfield um, was killed in an automobile accident. 
And it was the case where her car went um, sort of like underneath a semi truck. <gasps> so it was a um, semi truck slammed on the brakes and she went right underneath or something. Yeah. And like or like whole, coming sideways. I think it was from the back. Like, okay. Um, yeah. And that, like, the top of the car was basically taken oh. off. Like, and yeah. there were rumors that she had been beheaded, but she wasn't. But oh. it was horrible. It was a terrible accident. Everyone in the car died. Or no, I think the kids were in the car and they were fine. I don't know. But, yeah, like the people in the front seat were definitely oh my God. lights out. Yeah. But what is really wild is that because that happened, changes were made and now all semi-trucks have to have a bar <gasps> um, on the back to prevent a car from going underneath it. And it's named after her. This story... Ha- <laughs> I, I don't even know what fact and what part of it I want. That, that was 20 stories in one. I think you love old gossip too. Like, like first of all, <laughs> a part of a truck that like the murder part is named after you. Could you imagine every single time you drive down the freeway then you and you see that truck, if you're like her, Mariska Hargitay, that you yeah. like, think about your mom's death, tragic mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. But then how good that this thing was invented yeah. How crazy that this breaks the rule that I have of like you usually only famous for one thing. <laughs> I forgot about that rule. And yes. Um let me see. It was called uh let me see. Oh, the Mansfield Bar. That is oh, still on goodness. tractor trailers to this day. Isn't that crazy, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. So well, a lot I'm happened. glad we have that, but that is a tragic way to go. Mm-hmm. It really is. Ooh. So sad. And, um, I mean, Mariska really turned out okay, despite such a difficult experience yeah. as a child. Yeah. So you're welcome on that. And yeah. um, I wonder if, if, like, how that inspired her to get into the industry. My gosh. I'm sure that she's been asked all this so... I'm sure yeah. that answer is available because everyone knows that she's the daughter of a, you know, a famous person from that time. Yeah. Interesting. Good good old Hollywood gossip. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what is not a rumor or gossip, and that is how great KiwiCo is. Absolutely. And I said before, like, the masterclass is a great gift. This is a great gift, too, for anybody in your life that... Um, is a child or a kid at heart, KiwiCo boxes are so fun and creative and they allow your child to have, you know, age appropriate, age specific, I should say, um, play and learning. They're little projects that emphasize, you know, engineering and science and stuff, but the kid doesn't really know they're learning because it's so freaking Mm -hmm. fun. We have so many uh, Lincoln and I have done so many of these together and we always enjoy it. And they are always like a riot. Like, cause we're, yeah, we just, we're like calamitous, he and I, um, but it's so fun and we really do learn a lot and you can give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo, get your first month of any crate line free at KiwiCo.com slash brain candy. That's your first month free at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash brain candy and again all of our um partners info is on our website so if you're like oh i forgot the url or whatever you can just check it out on our website and um get it there yes. i highly recommend them okay yeah 
It's so funny I, with your family. You said it was like glamorous and like hilarious and all that. It sent my family down a rabbit hole of learning where then we had to learn every single thing about the solar system <laughs> that there ever was and that's, took up like the – so like, See, that's on brand. Yeah, totally. Like mine turns into like mm-hmm. hilarity. Okay. Um, oh, this was interesting. There was um, an uh, op-ed in the New York Times and it was um, – I wish I could remember the exact title, but the essence was, why is it that, like, we associate being a good person with being in therapy, and is that a fair thing to do? So they were, the person writing was saying, I think it was a man, and he was saying that, like, he went to therapy because he just, like, everyone's always barking about how we should all go to therapy. And they went in and the therapist was like, okay, what brings you in? And he was like, I just feel like I'm supposed to be here. Um, So I wanted to like get your thoughts on this movement. Yeah. You know, I think what therapy provides is, uh, you know, I think about it as like a personal trainer for your emotional and relationship goals. And not everybody needs a personal trainer to get in really good shape, but sometimes people struggle with having a lack of awareness, a lack of resources, a lack of education, lack of... Or like a worse starting point. Yeah. Or it takes... Yeah. It takes more like there's a lot... Like what was the foundation? You know, there's so many different things that, that, you know, I, I think what, what's happening is what that's really saying is what we're recognizing is self growth and the, the, what people, if we really said, why is therapy important? Why, why is that something that people are, uh, you know, valuing? What is it? What's the meaning that we make from that? Well, mm-hmm. they're putting effort into themselves. So if that, like, we have to look at what is the ultimate thing that we're we're praising somebody for, and I think it's that self reflection and then growth because it says you want to be better, right? Yeah, that's true. And usually, good people want to be better, yeah. or we at least associate somebody who wants to be better with somebody who wants to be good, and. Well, and in their terms, but what is good, what is bad, you know, whatever. I associate it with maturity, but really what it is in a way is an openness to hearing you aren't exactly right all the time, which is not right. always easy. Um, or recognizing like, your own role in whatever situation you're in. Yeah. And you're right, though, that some people can do that process and get that growth on their own yeah. with whatever's in their toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but wouldn't you argue, because when I'm reading it, there was one line that referred to like, sometimes when men come, like they're coming just because they think they ought to or because somebody told them they need to. And I was right. like, okay, bingo. Like yes, almost anybody that said to me, Suze, do you think I need therapy? If I were honest, I would almost 100% be like, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Because being a person is is hard. This is, it is impossible to see things from 
an outsider's perspective. We only have our idea of how other people experience us. We don't have an actual idea of it. Therapy offers an opportunity for people to have a more, I don't know, to get feedback about how other people interpret them. Yeah. And you can We've usually... Gotten that. <laughs> We've right. Sometimes that. you don't ask for it. We got and that you, thanks to all of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's exactly like that. Like, here's what I notice about, and, and with a therapist, it's, it's in line with what your goals are. And it's usually like, oh, I yeah. don't understand how come I keep having these kind of struggles in relationships. Well, let me show you, let me, let's talk a little bit about how others may receive what you're saying or how others may experience you in this situation. And then when you kind of see that and recognize that, oh my gosh, I never thought about it that way. Or it allows you to like, I don't know, just reprocess things that in like, but I, I think that, you know, in, I remember in school, we used to talk about the different kinds of people who come to therapy and they call them customers, client, like customers and, uh, there's like different names. I can't remember, but it was like somebody who comes, oh, participant, customer and something else. I can't remember what the last one is, but it's like somebody who has to go, like they have to do like anger management courses and they have to like check the box of a certain amount of therapy for like some sort of order then there are the people who, like, don't want to be there but are dragged there like your teenagers often fall into this category. And then you have the people who are, like, the willing participants who are there because they they brought themselves there. Yeah. And that's a very different kind of treatment for I'm each sure. of those and yeah, very sure. different things that motivate each of them. Teenagers are the best because you get to be, like... No, you probably shouldn't do anything. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm good. You good? Yeah, that's good. We're good. Why? Why? Because it's almost like reverse psychology in a way works with them. Like it's it's okay. You just I thought you meant because they actually are getting it right. No, it's just like what works with teenagers or what. (laughs) Yeah, that's great parenting advice. You probably shouldn't change. Just keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this is what would happen if you keep doing that? Well, this okay. So you could. Oh my God, I'm going to do that when Lincoln's through. <laughs> Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. 
repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, so I had seen um, this clip of Fer- the Duchess uh, Fer- Fergie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it was back when she had a show on Oprah's network and she went to see Dr. Phil, which I do not, I'm not a Dr. Phil fan, but uh, I was really not a fan during this clip. And I don't, I'm sure you don't do this, but are there certain therapists that like, they make it like a riddle where like, She's sitting there and I felt like she was totally open and like, yes, please help me. Like, tell me what mm-hmm. I'm missing. And he was like, oh, you know. And she was oh, like, no, I really, I, like I really don't. Tell me. I don't like that. And he was like, no, you know. And it kept going back and forth. And eventually she was like, I really need you to tell me something because you're talking. I don't know what we're even talking about anymore. It got so convoluted. I would never do that. What is that? Is that a power move? I don't know. Yeah. That's. I don't know what kind of, like, he's a therapist, yes? Well, he has a PhD in um, psychology. Yeah, but that like, is. that it's, there's a, it, I mean, know, this is I the thing think, when it's on TV, it's like, this right. isn't real. And you're real. doing it for the audience, it's a whole thing, Yeah, you know, but I, I think that it, you don't want to tell somebody what their experience is. Well, you, you. You're thinking da 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 da, no, but but leaving somebody like, well, you know what it is. It felt like a game, that, and she even no. said that she goes, "I feel like we're playing a game here, and I don't want to play a game. No. I just really want." <laughs> she just wanted help. Anyway, here's it's what more I... like I I'll sometimes leave like breadcrumbs to help, or it's almost more like like flipping over okay you know what i think about it as it is like the the like wheel of fortune mm-hmm. where you like you flip over more letters you're like okay well what about this oh what about this oh i know what it is it's this <laughs> and then you like kind of give them a little bit of like the the steps along the way to get there is like, this to make them think it's their idea or no, oh, I'm it's just more checking. to, to, yeah, no, I never want people <laughs> to think, I know, sorry, I didn't mean to talk. It's more like, um, like it's easy to see what's going on from an outsider's perspective, but like, it's, it's more like slowing things down and slowing down. Like we jump from thought to feeling to action real fast. I have this thought that creates this feeling. So I do this action and that we go through that really, really fast. And it's more like slowing them down and being like, okay, well, what, what was the, what was the thought that you had right before you did that? Like, okay, what, or what was the feeling that you had when you were 
doing that. Okay. What thought created that feeling? Kind of like breaking that down. You just and hold their hand through the thought process. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's exactly. Yeah. We're like, and that's exactly what, it's the same thing like a, and you only do that when you feel like they know what they're doing. Kind of like, you know, a personal trainer would if like. Yeah. Like you, okay. you're on your way. Let's yeah, continue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you want to, it's, it's taking the training wheels off a little bit and like, Okay. Because you want them to be able to get to that, do those things, this like, without you there. Did you ever have a um, client? Challenge irrational thoughts or whatever it is. Did you ever have a client that like got combative with you? Not I physically. Think that but... Every therapist who is a good therapist, like, well, first of all, I think it's human nature to push back when were things they ever are right? Well, I don't know, and I don't know that I'm right all the time. I just like. Oh, I say so you that, just I, like I'm never the... an expert, like, uh, uh, but I'm non-confrontational to begin with. Like, I'm sure people, I've gotten frustrated with my own therapist before, but usually yeah. the things that I've gotten frustrated about were when, like, I, like, recognized my role in it. Like, I remember in couples therapy when it was like, she was like, you want a good husband? you got to be a good wife. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to be <laughs> the opposite You were, of though. Well, I know, but like, you know, like, like this was in the very beginning. Like, okay. if, if, and well, this is what she said. She said, if you want a better version of your husband, be the best version of, of a wife. Like, imagine what, imagine how the other person receives you kind of thing. Um, like you come home and you already are like expecting him to not do this. Okay. What if you expected something different? If then after being the best version of yourself, things don't improve, then it gives you all the information yes. you need. And I was okay. like, Oh, I see. And then I was the best version of it. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to give a hundred percent the best uh, me that I know how to do. And if this person doesn't want that or that's not good enough or that wants something different, I'm, I know I'm out. And so that was, that was helpful. And that was hard for me to hear because I was like, ugh, I don't want to do that. I want to keep being angry. Matt. <laughs> Sarah so. knows this story. I had seen um, Bill Burr's comedy special and he did a bit about how like there's always one partner in the marriage that like lets the pot soak in the sink like – you know, and then there's yes. the other partner that cl- actually just washes them. And then he, which I'm the washer, but then mm-hmm. he said, and there's always somebody in the marriage who like gets the garbage bag out and then like sets it out for the other person to take out, which yes. Adam always takes the garbage out. And I was like, fuck, now I got to take the garbage out because I cannot let there be anything that he could ever hold over my head. And so then I started doing that, but we have this heavy thing in our garbage can. And so I ended up like wrecking my oh. wedding ring. <gasps> no. Like crushing oh, that diamonds. That feels like a very symbolic thing. <laughs> totally. The wedding ring. Right. Susie, it's like when my mom's dog took a shit all over the wedding dress that I was holding on to because I was going to sell it to get ev- like. Yes. That- yeah. Truly. And I was like. Okay, this is a little much, but that's my thing is like, I never want there to, I want to be the perfect version. So then, but my motivation is flawed. <laughs> Mine is just like, I, if we ever get in a fight, I don't want him to have any ammunition. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so fucked up. Yes. Okay. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, that's fascinating to me. Like, if you ever do get into a fight with, like, one of your clients, though, where, like, Never you think, happen. okay, but, like, maybe not a fight, but just sort of like a, whatever that fight. is, friction. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you ever think they're right, because I always think I'm right against my therapist. Well, I always think the client's right, because they're the expert in them. I think that they're, they're and everything that, like, you're the expert in you, and whatever, uh, how, how, wherever you are in the change process is where you are. And we don't change a moment before that. So I feel like. Well, because wouldn't you be able to tell of, the difference between a client who sometimes is like. Sometimes it's not a good match with the therapist. Like if the therapist is just making like guesses about mm. your assumptions, like that's it. Like uh, that's why we we shouldn't do that. And you don't do that. And like, but. A, a question, yeah. that's one thing. When they're like, well, do you think maybe this is true? Yeah. That I can yeah. deal with. But when they're that, like, Dr. Phil being on. I don't like that. That's not, that's not good. That's not good therapy. That's not yeah, he really like good therapy. Okay. okay. Don't Thanks, like I'm it. I'm glad, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we, we discussed this. Yeah. But just, but like I said, with my own therapy, my own therapy experience, just because you are frustrated with your therapist does not necessarily mean, you know, what they're saying is. That's very true. Because most of the time change like is hard. Like every, you know, I always think about the, like there's no change process really in, in all of nature and everything that isn't difficult and kind of like ugly and hard and, and violent even in a way. And like, there's like a struggle. Like have you ever watched like a little bird come out of a net or pregnancy or like the birthing process, you know, anything, any new, any big change or anything that, that is the start of something new, even a seed coming out of like a plant coming out of a seed. You look at that up close, it looks like ripping and tearing and, and breaking. And yeah, it's not like, Mm -hmm. and don't get me started on disgusting moths and butterflies or like the butterflies and cocoon things started that's like a disgusting nasty goo in there yeah right gross change process and then beautiful butterflies so what you want what it's gonna be tough okay fair enough there you go all right moving on oh we have to talk about that funny thing where the the fishing competition where they were putting the weights in the fishes Fishes. no what is this yeah Yeah, it was like a, it was a fishing competition, and the winner was based on the weight of the right. fish. Right. And so these bozos, oh, like, put lead weights inside the fish somehow, and then they got caught, and it's uh-huh. on camera. And it is scary as heck because they – it started, like, civilized, like, okay, we're going to have to ask you to leave, like, you're a cheater. And then all these fishing guys were like – Hell no, we're going to kick their asses. Oh, because like the ultimate thing is like, don't lie about. And, and, and this is every single fishing person that has ever fished has been accused of, of fishtails of over, like, uh, yes. you know, overestimating the weight. Yeah, and like, so these guys are like, big. you're going to make us look fat. You're going to be like the one person who's like. Yes, 
I get this this anger and rage they experienced. Yeah, you they liars. Were You're making a, the, everybody's gonna believe. No, nobody's gonna believe us now. And it was even in the New York Times and everything. Like this was a huge national story because it the prize was thirty thousand dollars. So like, you know how we don't like cheaters. Um, we don't. We hate them. <laughs> like if you win a lot em. of money because you cheated. Like, what if, let's say we were watching this fish competition, they found the weights in there, and then they're like, you win, we're just going to fine you $5. Does this sound totally familiar? <laughs> yeah. And guess what? I'd be like, pissed. And if you're not familiar, I'm referring to Rivals 3 Yes. when that happened to Sarah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So they did not get the $30,000, which is the correct way to handle cheating. And they might have to go to jail because they, you know, it's like, you know, t- attempted grand theft. Yeah. 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 And it's like a, it's a, yeah, probably like a premeditated plot to like. Yeah. This is like a whole to take conspiracy to else. commit a crime or like intent to commit. They were trying to take the money and run, Sarah. <laughs> And it's wrong, and they were handled properly because they are facing consequences. Well, it's nice to know that the fishing community is it's more ethical than the reality TV community. Uh-huh. That makes sense. It actually does make sense. I'm, you know, it would be yeah. weird if it weren't like that. Right. But anyway, it's you got to watch the video because it is so funny to me. Like I just love. Really, it. if I had everybody from the like, if 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 everybody who started that season was there at the finish line with me and who had experienced some of the ways that my partner has treated them, I feel like there would have been a, oh, hell no, hang on a sec. That motherfucker's too many times and he's cheating Mm -hmm. and you don't want to do anything? Then there would have been a little bit, because I'm trying to think what's happening with the fishermen that's not, oh, they all have experience. Well, yes, and you're right. You know why? Because these guys had won the previous three times. Okay. And that's it. It's like, I don't, this, uh, not me. Right. And so I think maybe if it were people who had lost in the past to him, they would have been like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Just saying. Um, Yeah. So that's hilarious. I love it. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And I watched, um, a Brainiac had recommended this um, docuseries on Hulu called The Devil You Know. And it's a series, so like this was season two. 
And this particular season was about a woman who essentially created a cult, but it was all online. Like she just put out like basically a podcast and all these people agreed with her about like religion and she thought that certain people were like fucking reptiles and all this crazy, just true craziness. Yeah. It's a very long series and it's too long. It should have been way shorter. It could have been way shorter. But the reason I bring it up is just because the very last episode they had on scholars that study conspiracy theories, which when you're talking about people being reptiles and like all this craziness, I mean, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. And they were just helping the viewer understand like what attracts like seemingly normal people into this Mm -hmm. world. And they were emphasizing the thing that we learned during that um, documentary about social media and how bad things like saying like Taylor Swift is secretly a, you know, an alien. Yeah is more shareable and spreadable than just being like, she's a really good singer. Right. And so social media is designed to amplify this absolute lunacy. Uh And when enough people are sort of like, hmm, yeah, that's, I don't know. She is a little weird. I don't know. And then they go down that rabbit hole of like what the algorithm um, suggests they view. The conspiracy theory scholar was talking about how when you're on YouTube, for example, you have this um, sense that you're in control, that you're choosing videos that you're interested right. in, what's appealing to you. But um, I think they said like 80% of YouTube views are what is suggested to them. Of course. And so you are kind of delusional in thinking. Not, there's not a just, lot. Right. You're going to just roll into the next one. It's like going and searching for what song you want to play next or listening to the next song that comes on the radio. Yeah. And I just, I thought it was really important too, because um, even when I was in grad school and we would study cults, we studied the traditional ones, the ones that right. we all understand, like Jonestown or uh, Heaven's Gate or whatever. But it is a different world now. And now you don't move to Ghana and start a utopian cult. You go online and watch YouTube and you think, yeah, Lady Gaga is weird. And maybe like QAnon, John F. Kennedy Mm -hmm. is alive and maybe all that. You don't have to physically isolate people if you can get them isolated. Mentally. Mentally. (gasps) Yes. And if all of their, the voices, um, Online are saying, yeah, this is makes sense. Chamber, just yeah, yeah, man. So I really like that because it was a good reminder to me of like the way things have changed, and we need to really keep updating our understanding of technology with regards to human psychology. Oh man, this needs to be a far more important or or emphasized. Like field of study, mm-hmm. like you know how we started computer science, and and that became like a wasn't computer science in courses or whatever in whatever time for computers, and then we're like, oh, we need these courses. Well, guess what? now we need a, a 
technology ethics courses. We yeah. need like some sort of yeah, there needs to be like digital accountability, digital ethics. Like that yeah. needs to be something that is like in the curriculum. Well, and they pointed like out the how available for study. The more strife there is in the real life world, yes. yeah. so the greater the difference between the rich and poor, for example, uh, like the wealth distribution, yeah. all these people that are suffering, which is more and more and more people, mm-hmm. are like looking for the answer of why they're suffering, right. why they right. aren't getting ahead, why you know they have no money. And yeah. so like these online people who say like, here's why there's Mm -hmm. this, um, you know, group of people that are like conspiring and they're, they're aliens from another, it sounds insane, but to them, they're like, thank God there's an answer. Thank God there's, it's not me. Right. Anyway, this is human nature. We all want the explanation for things that are beyond our control. Yeah. It's comforting, even though it's insane. Control is the illusion of safety. Hmm. How do you know when you're safe then? Like, you, how do you Oh, think? what a great question. This is like that smoke alarm, the smoke detector we were talking about before. Yeah. And how you have to recognize because it is your body going into this like fight or flight, this, this response saying there's a danger, but the danger isn't immediate. It's not a danger in, and you're not really in danger. So you have to like top down, say, remind yourself that you're safe. I'm safe. I'm loved. I am here and like kind of here are my good relationships. Here's what matters in my life, blah, blah, blah. And then physically you, you connect to your, with your five senses. You go, I'm safe. And safe isn't like, it's like, I'm emotionally safe. I'm in this moment. I'm okay. I don't need to worry because like my lungs work. I can take a deep breath. I can see, you know, the colors of the leaves in front of me. I can, it tells your brain that you are not being chased by a lion or you are not in, because that's what happens. It's so hard though when these- It's so hard. Like charismatic figures say, you're being chased by a lion right now. Correct. Over and over and over. And if you keep exposing (sighs) yourself to that message, then you saying like, you know what? I'm safe right now. There is not a lion. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, she said, if I don't think there's a lion, then I'm a reptile. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, this crazy right, talk. Right, right, right. Yes. And that I can see how people get trapped in that messed up logic, even mm-hmm. when it sounds insane. I can totally. see how it happens. That's why I, I was listening. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was something we were watching for the book club that said... If you take a dog, a, a, a bad dog, misbehaving dog, and you put them with a group of good dogs, you're going to get a good dog. Mm. If you take a good dog and you put them with a misbehaving group of bad dogs, you're going to get a bad dog. Mm-hmm. That we are such a product of the people around us and our environments and the people who encourage like those things and tell you that you're safe or tell you that you're okay. And it's so important to... That's what boundaries, having personal boundaries are, are good for. Mm-hmm. And like being able to recognize our individual 
mm, I don't know, importance, kind of like we were talking about in that previous episode and last episode. Hmm. And just in general, if you're in a any kind of group, be it a religious or or not group, where they sort of like vilify entire groups of people and tell yeah. you that like you have to be loyal to them or you'll be banished and stuff like that. Those are red flags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know it sounds That's crazy. That like value that. Yeah. They focus on excluding others more than like, and like including others. Like if everyone around you says like, Hmm, I don't know. That sounds a little crazy. Cause all the examples they had in this docuseries, like there were people around them who were like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. And then they stayed in anyway. You got to really listen to those dissenting voices, even if you are inclined to think everyone else is crazy and I'm right. Just consider it. It's so hard. Because you hear like when we watch the Nexium documentary and those things and like how it's just a perfect storm if, if... Yes. Certain things line up at the right time. That's why I say I always, I can't believe I have never joined a cult. But it's just the individual leader thing because I'm too, I, I, I'm too stubborn to follow any one person's orders. I guess, I don't know. I just want people to know that like, yeah, it could happen to anyone. Everyone mm-hmm. likes to think that I would never fall for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. But really smart people join cults all the time. Right. And it's like it it really can't happen to anyone if like you say the sort of mm-hmm. all everything lines up at that mm-hmm. moment in your life. Anyway, mm-hmm. it, I don't recommend watching it because it's too long and drawn out, but if you're like super into cults and stuff, you might really like it. Yeah. Devil, you know, Hulu. Anyway, let's wind it down. Already? Already, Sarah. So, I know. I know. That was so fun. <laughs> you taught me so much. You know, it's funny. Like, I I don't forget because, like, I never forget about this stuff. But, like, sometimes I think I take for granted that I have such a, like, I have literally, like, the professional sitting in front of me. Like, the academic, like, scholar on this topic. The cult expert. I wish my co-host. The only problem is that like you really have to continue. It's just like uh, being a teacher, you know, or a therapist where you have to keep taking um, classes and getting re-updated or whatever they call recertified Mm -hmm. because, man, I feel it. I feel I've been out of it so long that I'm so out of touch, but um, I try to stay on top of it. But man, there's so much happening right now. Politics and religion, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. But anyway. Um, Times they are a change in or repeating themselves. Who knows? <laughs> David Sedaris, calm down, sir. Calm down. Come on. Um, competitive dog grooming. Thumbs up for that. Two n- not opposable thumbs up. <laughs> Two paws up. Two paws up. <laughs> Jane Mansfield, RIP, but. Learn some facts things. and thank you for that safety bar. Mansfield bar is. Wow, that's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, you did a great job of talking about therapy today, as always. Oh, I learned so is. much. Wheel of Fortune, good one. Good Just one. Just kind of like flipping over the letters. 
And uh, if you're going to compete in a fishing competition, don't be a piece of shit. Right. Don't be a liar. Don't take the money and run. It's wrong. (laughs) And also, if you're a judge deciding whether someone could take the money and run, maybe take into account whether they've taken performance-enhancing drugs or put weights in a fish. Right. Just saying. (laughs) Hypothetically. Anyway, don't fall for conspiracy theory. And thank you for everyone who checked out our merch, including the Christmas ornaments, the puzzle, the apartment pants, all of it. Love those apartment pants. Those are cozy. We love you guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.